Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm excited to dive in today and have some fun. Hey, I still have not closed the doors. I should have. I said I was going to on January 5th, but so many of you have said, hey, Evan, the New Year's, things are crazy. Got to get myself together. I do want to enroll in your course. So for now, as of today, the 13th, I've still got the doors open. I should probably close them, though, because I want to cap it. We've got over 300 new students in the Better Belly Functional Medicine training course, and I like to be able to keep an eye on everyone. It's a step-by-step roadmap to help you create and implement functional medicine testing and protocols that work, and I'm offering still $200 off the pricing, and you get access to my bonus workshop, which is called Your Home Oasis, all about my experience building and working on many homes personally and clinically to get them free of chemicals, working on mold, working on EMF and all of that. That's just a bonus workshop. But the main part of the course is learning how to run functional medicine labs, stool and urine, and then how to make protocols to get yourself better. If you're suffering and you need help clinically, you just need to book a call with me. But if you're somebody who at least has your head above water and you want to learn more, you want to dive in, get a little bit geeky, then the course may be for you. I really appreciate all of you all tagging me on Instagram. I've seen a lot of Instagram stories of people posting their tests and making their protocols. It's been a lot of fun, so thanks for doing that. evanbrand.com slash bb, like boy boy for a better belly. evanbrand.com slash bb. That's where you can go and enroll. I'm closing it. Like I should, I should have already, but I'm going to be doing it here in just a couple days. So last chance, last chance, seriously, last chance. I may reopen the course for enrollment in summertime, but we want to get this next batch of students through so they get their certificate of completion. Uh, we've got many layperson, we've got practitioners. This is for all humans. So if you're a human, this course is for you. And if you want to dive in clinically, of course, my Evan Brand site has all the details for working one-on-one. This does not replace one-on-one functional medicine care. If you're really, really suffering, you need hand-holding, please schedule a consult. Let's dive into this podcast. This is actually an interview for a new film that just came out called Lighting the Path. The host, Gabe Golden, great guy, awesome interview. He did a wonderful job. That's what you're about to hear. This film has... Dr. Terry Walls, Tom O'Brien, and many of my colleagues on there. If you want to go watch the film for free, you can do it. You're just going to go to evanbrand.com slash light, like a light bulb, L-I-G-H-T. And that'll take you to the page where you can enroll for free. You can check out this film if you would like to. There's many other talks besides me. So if, if you want to do it, do it. There's the link. And we're going to be talking today about mycoplasma, joint pain, rheumatoid arthritis, Lyme, co-infections, mold, many other topics. I think you're going to enjoy it. All right, here we go. Hello, and thank you all for being here on another episode of the Lighting the Path series. This is where we take a deep dive into the required knowledge around how to truly heal autoimmune and other chronic illnesses such as Lyme disease. Our amazing guest today is Evan Brand. Evan has his own healing story as well as extensive experience uh, in helping others navigate the maze of alternative medicine. He is a certified functional medicine practitioner, podcast host, and nutritional therapist. He is passionate about healing the chronic fatigue, obesity, and depression epidemics after solving his own issues around IBS and depression. He uses at-home lab testing and customized supplement protocols to seek out the root cause of a whole wide range of different symptoms. His Evan Brand podcast has been downloaded over 7 million times and counting. He is the author of REM Rehab, uh, Stress Solutions, 
and the Everything Guide to Nootropics. He offers free 15-minute functional medicine uh, consults at his website, evanbrand.com, which I highly recommend. Uh, Evan, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Gabe. People get a lot of information from practitioners and physicians, you know, on all of these different protocols, but you've walked that path. You've been down the road of trying to heal yourself and, and navigated that and then ultimately, you know, used that to help heal other people. I'd love to hear a bit about your journey and, and, you know, what you went through, what you investigated and ultimately how it led you to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have became a practitioner if it weren't for my own suffering. It's not like I was in college thinking, hey, I really want to help people and talk about poop and infections and Lyme and all of this stuff all day. But I really had to. I had no other choice. I was miserable. I was in college. And first thing that I would have to do when I would enter a new hall is to figure out where's the bathroom because I had IBS so bad at the time. It affected my mood. But, you know, of course, it affected my gut. It affected my sleep. And so I went to the conventional gastroenterologist and they just gave me the generic diagnosis like millions of people get every year and people are getting this diagnosis today as we speak. They're sitting in a doctor's office with the stress of maybe it's COVID and they lost their job or there's some kind of economic impact that it's had on them and IBS is ramping up. You see depression ramping up. You see anxiety ramping up. And so I went down that path and the only opportunity for me to quote heal with the conventional mindset was drugs it was hey here's an anti-spasmatic drug here's an antidepressant for you and send you on your way there was never a question of what time do you go to bed how emotionally stressed are you how's your relationships with your family what are you eating none of that popped up at all it was just unbelievable and so I basically just threw my hands up and said okay well I've already explored that rabbit hole they suck. They have no answers for me, and I'm not going to take drugs. I know my issue is not a deficiency of drugs. And so what is the root cause? And I don't know why that's so revolutionary. Root cause medicine seems like common sense, but for some reason it's revolutionary, which is cool. But I immediately took gluten out of my diet. I immediately took dairy out of my diet and went paleo, essentially, meats, veggies, good fats, and I got 80% better. My moods were way better. My gut was stable, but I still had sleep issues. I still had migrating joint pains and other things. Eventually discovered that I had a mold issue, a, a mycotoxin problem. Mycotoxins are things you breathe in from being in a water-damaged building. Over 50% of the buildings in the U.S. alone are damaged by water, whether it's a leaky pipe or excess humidity or hurricane like hits all the buildings in Houston. And I mean, Texas is like the mold capital and I was living down there for a couple of years. The whole South, really, you know, there's only a couple pockets in the U.S. where you don't have a big mold problem, but all those things weaken my immune system. And so like you mentioned with autoimmunity, I never tested positive, luckily, for any type of thyroid antibodies or anything like that. But as soon as you get exposed to pathogens, whether it's Lyme, which is a spirochete, it's a bacteria that comes from ticks, whether you get exposed to Bartonella, which is something that can come from fleas or biting flies or even mosquitoes, ticks as well, these things weaken your immunity and you picture it like a bucket. You've got toxic pesticides from your neighbor spraying their lawn. You've got Mosquito Joe that comes and literally sprays toxic chemicals with like a leaf blower thing in front of your house to bomb for bugs. If it kills little bugs, you're just a big bug. So what is it doing to you? Then you take your kids to the playground where they just got done putting down rubber mulch, which is full of synthetic chemicals. 
and your children are absorbing those synthetic chemicals through the skin. And then you go walk into Target to go get yourself a Starbucks and a new pair of leggings and you're breathing in diesel fumes from the semi-truck sitting in front of the Target. You breathed in the diesel fumes, which is uh, full of methylbenzene and other chemicals that are carcinogens. So then you go into the Target, which is loaded full of VOCs from all the uh, synthetic rubber in the tennis shoes and the fertilizers at Home Depot and the bug killer aisle full of all of those toxic insecticides. And then you come home and you eat your conventional strawberries that are contaminated with an average of 22 different pesticides and those pesticides then kill off the beneficial bacteria in your gut so now you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria in the gut those produce toxins which damage and imbalance your neurotransmitters now you're depressed and anxious so you drink a glass of wine at night to try to relax and watch your favorite show but then you ramped up your nervous system because you're looking at blue light from your TV screen so now you've screwed up your melatonin so then you can't sleep so then you take the sleeping pill and then you wake up exhausted and you can't focus so then you go take your Adderall or your Vivant so you can focus at work so you don't lose your job and that's America in a nutshell and I was sick watching that unfold and I thought okay if I can fix myself I can fix others and so I need to get some credentials. I need to get some knowledge with this idea of, quote, functional medicine. I need to build up credentials enough to where that people will listen to me. But truthfully, I learn more working with clients clinically than I do from any book or any course or any mentorship that I've done. Really, people teach you. They teach you what happens when you use this herb, what happens when you use this probiotic. And so now I'm really addicted to it. I'm really addicted to helping people it gives me a great sense of reward and it helps me answer the questions that to this day conventional doctors just can't answer, which is why when you give someone digestive enzymes, do they have a 20% reduction in anxiety? It's just a digestive enzyme. That doesn't make sense. How does it reduce anxiety? Well, because they're digesting their foods better and that grass-fed steak, those proteins and amino acids, those get broken down better when you take enzymes and then those amino acids are the raw materials which fuel neurotransmitters, your brain chemicals. So they don't need the antidepressant anymore. They don't need the anti-anxiety anymore. They just needed more enzymes because they're so stressed because they're scrolling on Instagram while they're eating their lunch when really they should be chewing their food. So see, just simple stuff like that can make a huge difference. And that's what I'm all about. Yeah, well, of course, you know, one of the things I love about you is how much you can cover in such a short amount of time. You know, you're, I love your podcast. I love listening to you on interviews because you're, you just efficiently deliver, you know, this huge summary of, of what ultimately is the sum total of so many things that we're dealing with and you, and you apply it to our real world, you know, and how we're living our lives and how these things add up as body burdens and ultimately, you know, take their toll on us. Um, so when you started, you know, you know, investigating this, you know, and you said that you got like 80% better just by, you know, dramatically changing your diet. Did you, did you also replace, you know, like all the products you were using and, you know, you know, from your toothpaste to your deodorant and, you know, look at your environment. I know you dealt, I believe with mold as well. So I'm curious, like, did you find that source? Yeah. So with the, like personal care products, I started to. I started to improve upon things just because I had read about aluminum in the deodorants and, of course, fluoride in the toothpaste and how it calcifies the pineal gland. And, you know, there's all these 
some would label them like conspiracy ideas, but how you're less connected to the world if your pineal gland is calcified, like you can't have these deep visions and such like we're supposed to have. So yeah, we started cleaning all that up, but it wasn't until my wife was covered in head to toe hives that we really started investigating the personal care products. Luckily, she had a dermatologist that had a little bit of common sense and he ran a patch test on her and she showed up with all sorts of different um, allergens to, well, they're toxins. I mean, really everyone should be avoiding these toxins, but she just happened to be the canary in the coal mine. So we did topical steroids and some of the conventional dermatology approaches. And just like conventional gastroenterology, conventional dermatology is just as terrible. It's steroids and drugs to try to modulate the immune's reaction to the allergen, but it doesn't acknowledge the actual root cause, which in her case was fragrances, perfumes, shampoos, conditioners, deodorants, makeups, foundations, creams, lip balms. I mean, everything that she was using was affecting her. So we just went clean. All we use now is Dr. Bronner's organic soap. We use that in the shower and on our bodies and in our in our hand soap dispensers. We use mainly like a charcoal organic toothpaste. Dr. Bronner's has a good toothpaste too. And we use just a couple organic like shampoos and that's it. We don't use really any products anymore. And number one, it's cheaper, but number two, you feel so much better. I mean, I was having rashes in my armpits and I thought this is weird. Maybe it's a detox reaction. Maybe I'm like sweating out toxins in the sauna, right? I thought maybe it was it was that, which is a possibility, but no, it was some of the it was some of the preservatives and additives to the deodorants. Even some of the natural deodorants can be an issue. So, you know, we kind of rotate through some of those. And then the question about the mold, yeah. So unfortunately what happened is we had built a brand new house and it was on a crawl space and we uh, had a, uh, a, a busted pipe that had had some water sitting on top of the vapor barrier. And then that water was just basically coming up uh, into the subfloor. And then of course, when you have a crawl space, you've got ductwork. And so some of the spores were able to get into the ductwork and then get pumped out through the vents. So luckily we were able to fully remediate it, get it back to a pristine environment. We could have stayed there. It was a perfectly clean place by the time we got it all done, but we were having a second kid anyway. So we decided to just move on and get a different house. But, uh, those exposures like that can really, really set the cascade and I also had several tick bites that summer as well so you know those things really added up and it could be a, a big problem so you know when you're when you're working with somebody and somebody's watching or listening and they're like okay I've got this chronic issue how do I get to the bottom of it I started using this analogy recently which is like a, a baton race you know those relay races you'll see where the one guy's running and then the other guy's waiting with his hand out that's the practitioner with the hand out and this person's been running for 40 50 60 years on this path they're on you know whether it's all the chemicals in the food and the water and on their skin and here i am trying to run and catch the baton and i'm going to take the baton but i have to go in a completely separate path and so i try to set expectations for people because they want to get better yesterday they want the magic pill, and that's America, right? It's like, fix me, doc. You know, what's the pill you can give me? And I just say, look, you're asking me to reverse 40, 50, 60 years of bad decisions and toxins. Toxins in your home, from your synthetic carpet, from your conventional paints, from your lead water pipes, to the mold that you ignored in the basement, to the toxic foundation you rub on your face because you think you're not pretty enough without makeup kind of stuff and you the hair dye chemicals you dyed your hair every three months for the last 40 years i can't reverse that overnight but 
the body's pretty resilient. So you'd be amazed what we can do with like detox binders and glutathione and all the supports we talk about. I mean, you can, you can reverse a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And you, you know, so if someone comes to you and they've got, you know, whether they have a diagnosis or not, you know, but they've got certain autoimmune symptoms um, going on, where do you begin with them, you know, in terms of, you know, testing and, and covering all those bases and then, you know, kind of maybe just take us on a little journey of the, the, the sort of everyday patient that, you know, that you deal with. Sure, sure, sure. So Jane Doe, she's 56. She's in a relationship where the husband doesn't support her much. He thinks that all this diet stuff is ridiculous and he drinks beer and eats pizza while she's on her autoimmune paleo diet, which is the typical prescription. So we're going to get her off of grains. We're going to get her off of gluten, off of dairy, possibly butters tolerated. A good grass-fed butter is usually tolerated well. So we've got Jane on her autoimmune paleo. She's cooking a grass-fed steak and a baked sweet potato for dinner, which I think sounds amazing. But for some reason, the husband rather drink a beer and eat pizza and make fun of her and put her down. So she's emotionally stressed because of the lack of support. And her family thinks she's crazy because her functional medicine doctor told her that the mold in her basement is making her depressed and making her anxious and that she needs to remediate it or get out of the house. She goes to the conventional doctor for her high blood pressure because it's uncontrolled due to the reduction in nitric oxide by the inflammation from the mold. And so her blood pressure goes up. The doctor says, no, you just need to get on this blood pressure medication. You're crazy. Mold has nothing to do with your blood pressure. So he completely dismisses her. So then she questions whether a guy like me actually knows what he's talking about or not. So she moves through with all of the protocols. We remediate the basement. We use an essential oil blend and put it in a fog machine. We fog her basement and treat the mold. Luckily, we get the husband to do some lab testing as well, and we determine that the, la the husband is not so perfectly fine after all. Most men are in denial of their problems, and they don't like to admit that anything's wrong, and they don't like doctors. So, But this guy's not a doctor. He's different. So I'll listen to him, sure. So he runs a stool test. Turns out he has parasites. He has bacterial overgrowth. He has candida from all the beer. And we found that on stool testing and urine testing. So now luckily we've got husband and wife. Boom. They're both on the same page now. And then depending on what else we find, we create a protocol. And so that may look like natural antibiotics, different herbs to kill off the pathogenic bacteria. You know, Jane Doe went in and got a dental procedure done. The dentist said, hey, you need to do some antibiotics. So now she's got a ton of thrush. She has a vaginal yeast infection. So now we're using herbs to treat that. And then in six to eight weeks, we've cleared out the gut infections and then we move on. So we found out that she has a huge mold burden. So now we're going to use activated charcoal at night before bed and we're going to help remove some of that charcoal. We're going to try to get her in an infrared sauna a few times a week, half an hour at maybe 135 degrees. And we're going to get the husband off alcohol if he can for six months because when he drinks, he eats bad food and then he feels like crap. And if he feels like crap, he's grumpy. And then the wife doesn't want to deal with him when he's grumpy. So that's kind of how the, the whole thing works. And there's different stories I could tell you all day of whether it's a two-year-old that, you know, developed issues after a vaccination or whether it's an 87-year-old woman who just lost her husband and, and, and is down in the dumps. You know, I work with literally the entire spectrum, even uh, prenatal where women were told before they came to me that they would never have children and you might as well just go adopt a kid because you're never going to have kids. And these women now have children with my help based on 
helping improve their hormones, getting rid of all of the estrogen imbalances from synthetic plastics. You know, they stored their food in Tupperware for 30 years and reheated their lunch every day at the office in plastic and the xenoestrogens messed up their hormones. But once we fix that, you know, Sally gets pregnant and has her child. And then I love getting emails of pictures of these beautiful infants that are born healthy and without problem. And that saved them 15 grand because they were about to go to the in vitro fertilization, which is 15 to $20,000. Instead, they paid me about five grand to work with me for a year to run all the labs and supplements. And now they have a healthy baby. So that's just kind of a taste of what I do clinically. Well, and that's what one of the, I love is that, you know, your, your big message is, you know, test, don't guess. And I think that's, you know, so, so incredibly important for people to, to take that, you know, message, not only, uh, you know, into their own sort of way in which they approach things, but if they go see a physician, even if it's a naturopath, you know, it, a lot of the naturopaths can take you in, a, you know, intentionally, they try to take you in a lot of good directions, but a lot of them are also not testing. Um, maybe they're using their clinical experience or they're just best guess, but they're not really testing. And, you know, the fact that we have that available now, uh, is, is huge. I mean, it makes a huge difference and it allows us to navigate so much differently. Yeah. And, and not to mention too, you know, I'm doing this all, uh, virtually online. So, you know, I don't need a brick and mortar. If I had a brick and mortar, it would actually not help me at all. It would probably hurt me because then I would be limited to the people that could that could travel to to reach my office. And in many cases, I'm working with clients that are so sick and they're thousands of miles away that they would never even have enough baseline health or vitality to even make it to my office to help them. So, you know, luckily, just even over the past five years with some of these DNA stool tests and things that we have access to, we can send it to their door. I mean, I've had clients in Saudi Arabia and Australia and Canada. I mean, Norway, Sweden, literally every corner of the globe. And it's just amazing. You know, I, I just kind of think at night, I just kind of sit down and meditate and think about this. And I just have so much gratitude. I think, wow, what a position I'm in to where some guy in Sweden went to every doctor there and ends up coming to me for help. Like that's crazy. And so uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I just wanted to point out that, you know, this sounds all cool and people are thinking, okay, this is impossible. I would never be able to get to a guy like that. Yeah, you can. You can sit on your couch and go in the, your guest bathroom and go poop in the tray and scoop it into the tube and get it back to the lab. And we're going to have even better testing than what your conventional doc, even in the most prestigious hospitals, even Cleveland Clinic, we're doing better, more advanced testing than they're doing in regards to like stool testing, for example, they're still using something called antigen-based testing, which is about 20 years outdated. So with DNA, we're 100 to 1,000 times more sensitive, meaning you go to the doc down the road who runs a generic stool test, I run the same, I, I run the same measures, like we're still looking for the same infections, but I have a more sensitive test, I will find things that other people miss. And so if you've ever been told your labs look fine, well, that's those labs. But just because you had bad labs or old, outdated, not sensitive labs, that doesn't mean that you're fine according to your labs. I get so sick and tired of where the docs look at a blood test. They run a terrible blood test. They don't even run thyroid antibodies. And then they tell Jane Doe that her thyroid's fine when all they ran is TSH. It's literally the equivalent of touching the sidewalk and estimating the forecast for the week. I mean, it's just crazy what's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of us who've, who've been down that journey, we know, we know how that is, right? We've, we've been to all these different places and, and we get 
sort of pushed in different directions and it becomes this, this ongoing path of just trying to navigate in the best way we can. Um, and sometimes things really, you know, again, when you measure, it just makes a huge difference in terms of the outcome and the guidance that you have. You know, one, one of the things that comes to mind is my journey. You know, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis when I was 14 and just did all the conventional drugs, went to the best doctors at the time, you know, Stanford Medical Center and, and got on immunosuppressive drugs. And it wasn't until I was in my early 30s that I, you know, had so many side effects of those drugs and have been gone through so many different ones. I just finally said, I've got, I've got to, you know, seek another path. I've got to, I know there's a way to heal this, or I thought there was. The internet was becoming a little bit more of a resource. So I dove into, you know, research as much as I could found a good naturopath, and we started an aggressive alternative protocol. But I did a whole bunch of things at once. I did, you know, I detoxed, I went gluten-free, I did antimicrobial herbs, but I also did pulse-dosed antibiotic therapy uh, from Dr. Thomas McPherson Brown, which was a, you know, just a pulse-dosed antibiotic with minocycline, with the theory that, you know, I was dealing with mycoplasma infection that was triggering rheumatoid arthritis. Um, you know, again, back then, not even really a way to test that. Now you can, you can, I do look at my blood work. I've got elevated mycoplasma, but you know, you can take that back even further and go, well, then why, why, why have to treat it with an antibiotic? Why isn't the body just handling it, you know, naturally and kind of comes back to where we are now with so many different things, whether it's a systemic infection, you know, uh, I know Prevotella is one you've spoken about and, you know, and, and that link that being more like a gut infection that could trigger RA symptoms, or then you've got potentially mycoplasma that's in the blood. And so, you know, when you're testing and, and able, are you able to, you know, do you just kind of test for everything to kind of cover all bases or, you know, you, you know, is it important to know whether someone's dealing with like a systemic infection like Lyme, or maybe it's more concentrated in the gut? Yeah, good question. Yeah. In regards to mycoplasma, my wife had it too. We thought, uh, we didn't know what she had really. There was a point where she had like such severe pain in her wrist. I remember that she was like crying one morning. This was years ago. And she was like, babe, I can't even put on my, my, my watch. Like I need you to put on, you know, her wrist were so bad, her knees uh, simultaneously. It was, it was, I think it was shoulders, elbows, knees, ankles, wrist, I think that's all of them. I mean, everywhere. It was crazy. And I thought, oh my God, this sounds like RA. And so luckily we just suspected we didn't even have testing at the time. We, we ended up running testing, but we thought, you know what, this year sounds like mycoplasma. So we started her on a regimen of astragalus and cat's claw and some other herbs that are pretty helpful for mycoplasma. And then we ran some blood and sure enough, she did have mycoplasma. So luckily we were able to treat it and her joint pain was, was gone. So to answer your question about the testing, yeah, I mean, there are some cookie cutter things, things that we're going to do on everybody. Like everyone gets a stool test. Everyone gets an organic acids test, which is a urine sample where we can look into mitochondria, neurotransmitters, bacterial overgrowth, vitamin and nutritional markers like B vitamins, vitamin C, glutathione. We do kind of some standard stuff like that. Well, it's standard for us, not standard for a conventional world, but standard in the functional world. And then you can go down a couple other forks. So if we've had previous history with joint issues, we may think mycoplasma. So we may run a panel through MDL where we're looking for Lyme, Bartonella, Babesia, mycoplasma, or we may look at a DNA Lyme report. If we've had water damage, building exposure, we might run a mold profile. So yeah, so there are like some, some standard stuff for us, and then there's some more case-specific stuff that we'll look into. But it just depends on the person. Sometimes, which it's really fun for, for these people, it, uh, I like the people who they say, hey, I don't really have that many complaints. 
I just want to get a good functional medicine workup. Those are the funnest cases for me because these people are not as miserable, which is less draining for me as a clinician. But it's fun because you'll take the people who say they feel fine and then you'll uncover stuff and you'll say, oh, uh, Molly, are you sure that you're not anxious because your serotonin is so low on your organic acids? I typically see that people are going to be more anxious, more irritable, and now I see your endorphins are low. Those women typically crave dark chocolate. Oh my God, Evan, you have you been spying on me? Yes, I eat dark chocolate every night, and I am anxious, and I do get irritable every month before my cycle. It's like, oh, okay, but you originally, when you came to me, you said you're fine. You just wanted a workup. So it's kind of fun to uncover stuff because, you know, people get so used to their norm, right? They get so used to their symptoms that they don't even know it's a problem anymore. They just think that because every other woman they talk to is moody, that they should be moody too. And that's not normal at all. I would tell, I will say this, the, the, the soundbite you're looking for is just because something is common, it doesn't make it normal. So every woman who complains of PMS and irritability and they hate their husband for a week out of the month when they're PMSing, that's common, but it's not normal. Yeah, well said. You know, I, and, and one of the things that I'm always communicating to friends and, and family around me who, who ask about my journey, and, and, but they don't necessarily maybe are dealing with a chronic illness, I, I push that, you know, all of this, so much of what we do as far as the testing and then the lifestyle and all of this is really about optimizing the biology and you know whether you think you're sick or not um, you're with what we can do now and what we can measure we can really optimize biology in a way that helps you perform better think better age better you know and everyone you know really wants that and it's just a matter of just kind of knowing what your own power is by your choices and, and ultimately what you can what you can measure i'm curious what you think about some of the nutritional genetic testing you know there's some there too as far as uh, you know, the 23andMe version of, of it with for a focus on nutrition. Yeah, so here's the deal. My opinion on it is that it's not super helpful because the genetics are what loads the gun, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. And what I mean by that in regards to food and food sensitivities is I ran a test years ago just to see, right? I used to do this, you know, I was before I got into functional medicine, my title was nutritional therapist, and it was all about using food as medicine. And I was really behind this idea. So I'd run these food panels, and then I would follow these diets or have clients follow these diets where it says to avoid this and this and that. And by the time you follow everything on the list, these people feel like they're starving to death. So they're incredibly restricted. They feel incredibly drained and depleted, not only emotionally, but physically, because there was not much left on the table, so to speak. And I found that when we would address some of the root causes, getting rid of parasites, restoring beneficial gut bacteria, detoxing whatever toxins, heavy metals, getting the mercury amalgam fillings out of their mouth, getting rid of the personal care products, that we were able to calm the immune system down so these supposed food issues or food reactions and tolerances, sensitivities, whatever you want to call them, they would disappear. So for me personally... You know, I would test and show that I had an issue with avocados. So I would take a break from avocados. I wouldn't notice anything different. Then all of a sudden I started getting headaches. I did avocados every day and I thought, huh, that's interesting. And avocados are really high in histamine. So I thought, okay, why is my histamine bucket full? So then I looked at my gut and I had a bunch of bacterial overgrowth. Bacteria in your gut can produce histamine, filling up that bucket so that the food was just enough to overflow that bucket and create a headache, which was from the histamine. So I did two things. I removed the avocado temporarily, and then I came in and fixed the gut. I guess number three, I did use some herbal antihistamines to calm it down. But that's just an example where the food gets the blame, 
But the food was just the thing, that was the wrench in the gears, but it wasn't the ultimate problem. See, the problem was underneath. It was the gut infections driving that histamine issue, filling up the bucket, and the food just put me over the edge. And so these people will go on to these nutritional plans, which I think is smart. I think everyone could agree, low toxin, nutrient-dense, anti-inflammatory is good for everyone. But why can't you tolerate that piece of grass-fed cheese? Because, man, it sure tastes good. I love if you can handle a piece of grass-fed cheese every once in a while. I would love if you could handle a little bit of organic rice every once in a while. Why can't you? Why do you get so bloated when you have these foods? And then we, we look deeper. So I would just argue that if you go to somebody and all they give is this nutritional thing and they say, well, your genetics say this and this test says that, I would think that's a limited approach. In the same way that naturopaths may be a limited where they say, okay, we're not going to give you ibuprofen for a headache. We're going to give you curcumin, you know, turmeric extract, or we're going to give you boswellia for your back inflammation. But the question is, why is the headache there in the first place? And I think that's where the functional and naturopathic models separate is the naturopathic is more like, hey, here's fish oil, here's boswellia, here's curcumin for the headache and the joint pain. But the functional is going to go, yeah, but why is the headache and the joint pain there in the first place? Sure, I'll do fish oil, turmeric as well to get you relief. But I don't know what the heck triggered all this. And then we get to the mycoplasma, the gut infections, the mold, the Lyme, the Babesia, the Bartonella, the Ericlia, those kind of things. And, you know, would you say, you know, just to generalize, our vulnerability to all of those kinds of infections, be them gut infections, Lyme disease, even our vulnerability to COVID, you know, is this just the sum total of, of weakened immune systems and body burden that we're all carrying uh, that's that's really you know adding up to make us vulnerable to these things. I would say definitely, if we look at this year as a whole, I think this is the first year where the entire population has cared about their health more than ever. Some people act like it's a hobby, and I think that's insane. You know, you'll see these like tough guys. Like I said, we'll just kind of label them. You know, the beer drinking, uh, you know, pizza eating guys who are just want to watch their football and they don't care about health. But if you ask those guys, hey, do you want to feel good? Do you want to perform good? Do you want to have a good sex drive? Uh, do you want to have enough energy to take care of your kids? Do you want to have enough energy to go hiking and go hunting and go fishing and go boating and travel? And do you want to wake up refreshed and not need coffee to get going? Do you want to have good poops where you're not stuck in the bathroom all the time? Do you want to, do you want to have healthy skin so that you, you, you look and feel confident? If you ask them those questions, you'll be like, yeah, of course, I want to feel great and be strong and look amazing. Uh, so... I think this year's really helped people to understand that health is not just a hobby. It's not just a fetish for women in yoga pants that want to go do like Pilates. No, this is something that this is your foundation. This is your meat vehicle. You're operating through the planet, whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur or a mom or a dad or a husband or a sports coach or a sports player. You have this one vehicle. And I think this has really motivated people to take better care of themselves and to really try to open the lid on hey, what the heck is making us weak? Why are some people dying and some people aren't dying? Uh, and like with COVID, I mean, you look at some of the death reports. I mean, you'll see that the vast majority of these people have heart disease and diabetes and, you know, uh, stroke and Alzheimer's disease and all of that. So I think if anything, hopefully this has motivated people to be more diligent and to say no to things. Like if you go to a friend's house and go to a party, 
you don't have to go and drink six or 12 beers and eat the big bowl of pretzels and the cheese puffs and whatever. Maybe you've got some smarter friends that are going to do some pastured chicken wings and you're going to do some grass-fed burgers instead. So every time you eat, uh, I, I can't give myself the credit. Don't think I'm the guy who came up with this. I'm going to give the credit to Dr. Rodney Ford. He's a pediatric gastroenterologist from New Zealand. I interviewed him years ago, probably almost eight years ago when I first started my podcast. He said something that, that stuck with me. He said, there are no neutral foods. Every time you take a bite, you're either pushing yourself towards health or towards, I don't remember what the word was, but unhealthy. You're either making a choice to go make yourself less healthy or you're making, so, so there are no like entertainment foods. Like you go to the movie theater, eat the popcorn with all the fake butter, the hydrogenated oils. That's taking your health the wrong direction. You go and eat the milk chocolate loaded with high fructose corn syrup and artificial flavors. That's taking you the wrong direction. You go for the pastured meats. You go for the organic blueberries. You go for the, uh, I love peas. I love broccoli, broccolini. I love sweet potatoes. I love carrots, zucchini. You're pushing yourself towards health. You have the opportunity of being in the toxic relationship. That's taking you this way. You have the opportunity to fire that person, get them out of your life and only be around positive people. That's going to push you this direction. So, I mean, every day you have a decision to make, whether it's allowing people to put you down, like in the case of the husband wife we talked about earlier. I mean, I tell them, look, there's some cases where people literally have to get rid of their spouse to heal. And that's pretty tough to deal with. But I had a woman who we did everything from the functional medicine piece and she just couldn't lose that last 20 pounds. And I was confused because, you know, I've done this a thousand plus times and I looked at her and this was when I was still uh, doing uh, in-person consults before I had, you know, went uh, virtual. And I just looked at her and I said, is there anything you're not telling me? Because we've done everything. I mean, we've detoxed chemicals. You're organic, you're exercising, you're sleeping, like everything makes sense for you to be good and this weight to fall off as a side effect of being healthy. What is going on? And she almost starts crying and goes, it's my husband. And I'm like, okay, what about him? And she's like, well, we have two kids together. I know that it's not going to work out. We were supposed to separate years ago, but we didn't do it because of the kids. We didn't know what was going to happen to the kids. We didn't want them to have to go through that, but we're not meant to be. We don't get along. We fight every day. It's a terrible marriage, da 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 I'm like, okay, I'm not a therapist, but all I can say is I want you to be healthy. And that was the end of the consult. And then she didn't reach out to me for a few months. And I thought, okay, well, I guess she didn't like to hear that. And she calls me up and she's like, hey, Evan, can we do a call? I'm like, sure. Uh, would you like to go to the park? So we went to the park together and I said, hey, I know this is fun. We're going to go take a hike in the woods together, but you still got to pay me. And she laughed and she's like, okay. So we went on the hike and I barely recognized her when I saw her. I mean, she probably lost 25 or 30 pounds more than she even said she wanted. I mean, she looked incredible. I was like, whoa. I was like, what did you do? You look amazing. She's like, I got rid of my husband. I'm like, whoa. So... That just goes to show that at a certain point, I reach my capacity of what I can do. I don't think we fully understand the impact of the emotional stress. And there's some good books written about trauma and all of that as well on, on stress. But there's a certain point where you really have to do an inventory, whether that's an inventory on your pantry or an inventory on the people in, on, in your inner circle. And some of this stuff gets very uncomfortable, but... In her case, that was the magic cure. And now she's amazing and healthy and feels great and she's moved on from that, you know, bad marriage.
Well, I'm so glad you told that story because it really, it plays to the importance of, you know, and the, the science behind it would be calming the nervous system, balancing the nervous system, getting this, you know, we've got our two sides, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic. And so much of, of what we're doing now is sympathetic dominance as we operate on a daily basis. And, you know, all of these different stressors, whether it's food and toxins or whether it's people and circumstances, past traumas can be stimulating that sympathetic. And we never, even if we're doing all these right things, we never get into a parasympathetic state to really allow the body to utilize those resources and actually heal. Um, so, I mean, and, and, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, your comments on that. I don't know if you measure nervous system with HRV or anything like that. Yeah. So for her, we didn't, but we did look at her cortisol profile and there was always a spike of cortisol at night, which was interesting. We call it like an inverse pattern. So cortisol, people can think of it as your iPhone battery. You want to make sure in the morning your iPhone's fully charged and you're gradually going to wear out that battery doing things through the day. And then at night it's low and then you go to sleep and it repeats. And so that's how cortisol is supposed to be. And for her, the cortisol was okay in the morning, not amazing, and then she started dropping out like normal. And then at night, all of a sudden, there's this big spike. And normally, the big causes of that are going to be TV. So blue light stimulates cortisol production. Stress stimulates cortisol. So I'm like, are you watching like a murder show or something? And, you know, she did have some nighttime shows that were probably too stimulatory. But she said, no, that's when my husband gets home. He gets home late from work. And as soon as I hear the garage door open, she says, my heart starts pounding. And I thought, oh my God, well, there it is on paper. So I kind of played dumb earlier and said, I don't fully understand what's going on with emotions and, and health, but I do from a hormonal perspective, because as you eloquently illustrated, the nervous system is a huge impact. So she'd have this big cortisol spike. And when cortisol's up, melatonin is down, and this creates more of a pro-inflammatory state. And when you're in sympathetic fight or flight mode, your body's going to store body fat as a protective mechanism. Now, some people are going to lose weight, but a lot of people gain weight. And so it's basically like this from an ancestral perspective. Hey, I'm running from a tiger right now. I don't know when or how I'm going to eat right now. I'm just running, 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 running. Sex is a luxury, so bye-bye libido. Fertility, I can't have kids. If I have if I get pregnant right now and I have a baby, this tiger is gonna eat my baby. So bye-bye fertility. And I don't know when I'm gonna eat again because right now I'm hiding behind a tree in the forest. I've been here for a week because this tiger's still hunting me down. So I might as well hold on to as much body fat as I can because I don't know when I'm gonna get fed again. So these are the protective mechanisms that result in what we see today from the anxiety, the depression, the insomnia, the chronic fatigue. What happens is it's not that the adrenal glands, which are what sit on top of your kidneys, they're like a pecan and they're full of uh, their hormone factory. I mean, they help you to create your hormones. It's not that they shut down or stop working, but the brain, the hypothalamus, the pituitary, the adrenal, you hear this whole HPA axis phenomenon. The brain just goes, look, this lady's been running from a bear for, I don't remember how long the marriage was, six, six years or something, but we can't run anymore. And so, boom, then there's this camel that breaks the straws back, and then you go into the shutdown mode. So then that's where, like, the chronic fatigue will, will, will come in. So at first, it's more anxiety. I'm on edge. I can't relax. I need a glass of wine to chill out. And then it becomes the, oh, my God, I'm going to have a panic attack. And so, and then, and then the fatigue, and then the fatigue comes with it. So, so yeah, you can measure it. And, no, we didn't do HRV with her, but it would have been interesting to see.
Now, you offer, uh, you have a program called Better Belly, uh, which is, you know, your sort of a customized approach, I assume, you know, with your gut testing and everything for people, uh, but also like an education program, right, for them to, to sort of really empower themselves. Yeah, this is pretty new. I'm pretty pumped about it. I've got over 200 students in it now. And basically what happened is I had several clients and practitioners, doctors, naturopaths, uh, chiropractors say, hey, I really want to you know, learn more about this functional medicine piece. I want to learn how to use labs and how to read them, run them, interpret them, make protocols based on them. Can you teach me? I'm like, well, I charge 500 bucks an hour, so I'm happy to do that for you. And I did that for years. But then I was like... I'm repeating myself over and over. I'm saying the same things to every single practitioner. And so I'm wasting my time. I'm not being efficient. So I said, well, why don't I distill a thousand plus case studies and put it into a course and then sell it for a cheap price tag. And so that's what I did. And yeah, the Better Belly course is just basically me walking you through some of the case studies like we talked about today. So, hey, here's Jane. She's 43. She's anxious. She's depressed. She has no sex drive. Here's what we saw on her stool test. Here's what we saw on her urine. Here's what her mold plates look like in her house. Here's the protocol we used to fix her. Here's the follow-up lab testing result to show the result. Now let's run your labs. And so it's, it's pretty fun. Very cool. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I would recommend people do is that whether they have a chronic illness or not, you know, that kind of course and empowerment and testing, again, optimizes your biology so that you're preventing illness, you're aging optimally, you're functioning better, uh, you know, and if you do have a chronic illness, it's a great place to start to get, you know, a baseline understanding of really what's going on. Yeah, I, I wish people would do what you said, which is the people who don't have anything wrong dive in. But unfortunately, in most cases, people have to be miserable enough to seek this stuff out, you know, like, they're not just like sitting at home, like, I'm bored, I'm gonna learn how parasites cause this, you know, they don't do that, they have to wait till they're miserable enough. And so, uh, if, you, if you are listening, uh, I definitely recommend you do that, which is before the crisis hits, try to be proactive. It's not as sexy, right? I mean, in America, it's wait till it's broke, then fix it. But I would encourage you to fix it before it's broken because uh, we would save so many people and we would not, not only save lives from the depression and you know potential suicide and things that have happened from people not having answers of their health problems, but man, if we could... You know, I just picture it like a hole. I mean, if you're standing above the trap, you haven't fallen in the hole yet. Oh my God, it's a much better place to be. But when you're already, you know, six layers in the hole, now you've got the joint issues, the mood, the sleep, the hormones. Man, we've got to fix all that to get you out of the hole now. If you would have just started fixing yourself when you just had the skin issues, you could have resolved this thing in a year, but now you've got the autoimmunity, so your immune system's messed up. Now you've got the hormone stuff. So it just becomes much, much more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, again, encouraging people to listen to your podcast, get empowered, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you've got three books that you've written. Uh, you're a busy guy. So uh, I really appreciate, you know, someone who's, who's gone on a journey and then turned around and said, I'm going to share this every possible way I can, these answers, these solutions, because, you know, you're fueling the movement toward actual true healing. Uh, and, you know, we need as many of us uh, out there as, as we can. So. Yeah. And I've got two little girls too. That, that keeps me even busier too. I've got a four-year-old little girl and I've got a 17 month old little girl. So that's the, uh, 
that's the biggest challenge of them all, but it's really rewarding. I'm doing my part to try to put healthy kids out into the world, you know, kind of use them as my, my little, I don't know, my little tokens of appreciation, you know, it's like, hey, let me try to create these little healthy, happy kids and put them out into the world. I just think about people listening that if, if they could get themselves healthy, they're, they're, they're better husbands, they're better wives, they're better grandparents. I mean, if you talk about how to make the world a better place, everyone always looks outward, right? It's like, well, they're the problem and that's the problem and this is the issue, but we're afraid to look at ourselves. We're afraid to admit that if we could improve ourselves, that we could actually help others. I mean, imagine if you're 20% more productive. Could you spend less hours at the office? Yeah, you're working 60 hours a week, but is that because your brain is not working well? And if you had better brain function, that you could actually get 60 hours of work done in 40 hours? I'm all about working smarter, not harder. So, you know, I'm not your, your business coach to, to those listening, but if you have things that you can delegate and, and offload things off your plate so you have enough time to go home and cook a meal, Versus if you're so exhausted from the office, you don't want to cook a meal when you get home. It's going to be tough for me to tell you to cook a steak and veggies because you're so tired. So you're just going to go out to eat. But if you can be more productive, you can delegate. You've just opened up more time. Now you have the mental space to cook and do the things we're talking about. Yeah, well said. Again, I love how you always apply the knowledge into in, you know into our lives and how you know, give examples because everyone you know, can do better, everyone can optimize, uh, whether you're dealing with symptoms or not. But, you know, these illnesses are really serious now. I mean, they're just escalating autoimmune, you know, 80 plus different conditions. I mean, it's just, uh, we cannot be passive anymore with our health, right? We just really have to be proactive. Um, and, and we need guides, you know, people can't do this on their own. I don't recommend that. I really recommend people get a guide like you and, uh, you know, and, and utilize that resource and then educate yourself over time. And you make these steps. It sounds a little overwhelming sometimes, but as soon as you just start it, like any skill or trade that you learn, you know, you just step by step. And if you have a guide or a teacher, they're really helping you. Um, it's amazing the transformation you can make in a very short amount of time. Yeah, it's, it's totally possible. So I always tell people just keep your head up. I mean, there's uh, there's nowhere to escape there's nowhere to run you know sometimes we self-medicate with chocolate and alcohol and drugs and whatever else to try to give us our temporary relief we go eat that gluten-free cookie because screw it i'll worry about it tomorrow but eventually you got to look in the mirror and you got to face yourself and so uh, i just tell people hang in there and you can get better well, thank you, Evan. I so appreciate your time, your insight, your work. Uh, again, I really uh, hope everyone checks out your podcast and your website, evanbrand.com. Um, thank you so much for, for being here and for the work you do, Evan. Thanks for having me. All right, as always, I hope you enjoyed that. As I mentioned in the beginning, I will be closing the doors this week. I just gave you all a little bit of extended enrollment because so many of you said, hey, please, please, please don't close it. I don't want to miss out. So evanbrand.com slash BB. That's where you can enroll in my Better Belly Functional Medicine Training Course. This is where I've taken thousands of hours of clinical practice and put it into an easy step-by-step digestible course where you can learn how to read, run, interpret, and make protocols based on your own functional medicine labs. I also have office hours available inside the course. You pay a la carte where you book consults with me. So if we need to review your case or what many health coaches and practitioners are doing, they're hiring me just a la carte where we'll look over your cases with your friends, your family, 
your clients, your patients, and then I will help you ensure that your protocols are dialed in so you can get the results that you want. So go enroll before I close it, evanbrand.com slash BB. We've got over 300 new students. So once again, congratulations to all of you. I'm so happy that you're there. We've already got great feedback. We've already had several people fly through the course. And once you're done, you get a certificate of completion. If you're an FDN practitioner, you get nine continuing education credits or what they call professional development credits. So that's really cool. We're partnering with other companies to open more doors and Look forward to continued success together. So take care, and we'll be in touch next week. Bye-bye.